Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This podcast is being brought to you and created by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. They have creation tools that allow you to edit and record your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast to all of the platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor has all the tools to get your podcast going. When you're ready to start your podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to another episode of this podcast. Not that podcast. This podcast. (laughs) All right. I am here with an avid listener and a makeup guru in the Tri-City area. My boo, Brittany, but you may know her as the B-word on social media. Hey, boo. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How high are you? I'm good. (laughs) I said, how high are you? (laughs) Hi, how are you? I am great. It's been a while. I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, I know. I've been everywhere. I mean, normally when you do see me, it's the club. Yeah. And you be in your own mood, mm-hmm. chilling, vibing. Mm-hmm. Not talking to anybody, not mm-hmm. doing anything, just feeling myself. Feeling yourself. Mm-hmm. Beyonce, Nicki Minaj. Yes. <laughs> Well, I know this is something that you've been wanting to do for quite some time. You want mm-hmm. to be on the show. And um, I know that you're a fan of the show. How So, like, what's what's about this particular part gets, got, gets you, like, interested in it? You're not afraid to say what's on your mind. Most people don't say things because they feel like the opinion of someone else is going to, like make them hide with their tail under their butts. You say something because that's your opinion and whether someone agrees with you or not, mm-hmm. it's your opinion and that's what you're going to say. And a lot of the topics that you talk about are extremely relatable to human beings, not only myself, but they're just relatable. Like you listen to it and you can think of, oh, well, I remember a time that I went through that. Or you can think of, oh, I remember when I was feeling that way. Or you know somebody that's, it's like therapy. Hmm. Okay. It's like therapy. That's the first. (laughs) Well, I try, you know, in this day and age, uh, in this generation, you can't have honest, not honest, but conversations with people without pissing somebody Mm -hmm. off. So you can't have a one-on-one conversation with someone and then someone's going to get easily triggered and defensive. And then all of a sudden it's going to lead into this full-blown argument 
that leads into probably a physical altercation that leads to police involved, that leads into <laughs> a whole war, that leads into a social media going viral over two people fighting over what style of pizza they eat, whether it's a Detroit style or a, a, a thin crust. Or if pineapples go on pizza or if they don't. Because See, that's a huge debate. It is. And uh, do you do pineapples? I love pineapples on pizza. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but see, we can laugh about that. Because yes. you don't like it, but I like it. But I'm not going to be like You're going to be like, ew, you're fucking ew, bitch. No, you're like, oh, God. It's like, that's but what that's happens it. with this generation putting <laughs> fruits on pizza. Like, that's... That's the type of stuff that you get. Like, I had a conversation with someone, and we were talking about uh, just the little stuff, like mm-hmm. water. Like, the sunny water. I'm not going to drink the sunny water. I don't it like tastes, the sunny. It tastes like the, the little the little layup parts that be in a mechanical pencil. That's how it tastes. I've never been able to, like, figure out what it tastes like, and that's what it tastes like. It's like putting a <laughs> coin in your mouth. It's it like putting a nickel in your mouth. Like an old nickel that's under, like, been your car sitting seat. sitting in your car <laughs> It's bad. But, you know, we had a full-blown argument about it. I'm like, it's, it's, I have a preference. Right. I love spring water. I like mm-hmm. Deer Park. I like Nestle. I'll do the Publix brand. I like you know? body armor. The body armor and waters. So, you're like the third person about this body armor. Have I you have had not, it? No. Oh, my God. It's so good. I need to try it out. Body armor is really good. I like core water. Mimi got me really into those because mm-hmm. they're, like, really tall and she... Had one one night when I came home from the bar from work, and I was like, "Let me freaking taste that." That's all you drink is core water. I mean, it, granted, it's like three dollars a bottle, but whatever. I, I mean, want. I like good water. With a name like that, I'm sure it's not cheap. <laughs> it's core water. I don't really. I like Fiji, but it's not. Oh, I need Fiji. It's one of those. I feel like that's one of those like. I only drink Fiji. Like I'm bougie. Like Fiji is like something that's in your dressing room when you're on set of like SNL or something. Mm -hmm. Like I want my Fiji water, nothing else, (laughs) and I want all of the red Skittles in a jar. If I see a yellow Skittle in my jar, I'm not performing tonight. That's that's the type of mentality I get with Mm -hmm. Fiji water. I mean, I did I ever taste Fiji water? That's the one that's little cute, Mm -hmm. like a cute. It's the cute. Q bottle with the blue background on it with the with the water pink flowers. Yep. Okay, okay, I think I had it before. It's good, but that is, I have it. I have to. That's the only water I can have to drink cold because I drink room temperature yes, water. Yes, me too. Love room temperature water. I drink room temperature. They say water. it. Uh, what is it? It hits your bloodstream faster than cold water does. Mm-hmm. And it, meta- it helps your food metabolize. Your body metabolizes food quicker. Speaking of body, I see you've been doing a lot of juicing. Yes. How's that going? It's good. Um, so I have come to realize, no, learning myself, that when I obsess over, I have fixated obsessions. Mm-hmm. So when I become obsessed with something and I learn, I dive super deep into it and I obsess over it for months and then it's like I never even knew what it was. And right now my big thing is juicing. I just had a birthday recently, so I was like, yo, mom, you want to give me a juicer for my birthday? And so she got me one. That's cool. And I'm into it a lot just because my diet's pretty clean, but I wanted to find a more convenient way to get nutrients in my body because I don't always eat. I love vegetables, but I just don't always eat them, or I don't want to cook them, or I just don't want to bite into an apple. I'd rather juice it. And so I started drinking. I was on vacation back-to-back 
I went to Vegas and then I went to Disney, but before that I went to the beach. So it was like vacation after vacation after vacation with a lot of alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I basically missed the gym for almost a month and it like stressed me out. So I was like, what is the quickest convenient way I can get back into my like workout routine and get my health, detox my body. So I Googled like quick steps for that and it was like detox juices. And I was like, oh my gosh, we have a juice bar in town. Let me try it. So I tried it and became obsessed with it. I bought like juices every single day spending mm-hmm. like thirty dollars a day on juices mm-hmm. and i was like what the fuck like i can go get produce for 50 bucks and then come home and juice it and get the same results out of it so i taught myself how to juice it i looked at all the ingredients um a lot of fruits and vegetables are antioxidants so you're constantly detoxing your body you're getting all the bacteria the toxins out they have a lot of vitamin c a lot of potassium a lot of fiber a lot of things that you don't realize your body needs they're immune boosters um they help you focus i'm drank a beet juice this morning that helped me in the gym i felt more i told tyler i was like i feel like the hulk like when i was i drank it and i went to the gym so I it's did, basically like a like a pre-workout for you yeah okay or like when I get home from the gym and I need my body wants that protein, mm-hmm. I drink like a green juice that has like all the vegetables in it, like spinach is a protein, broccoli is a protein, kale is a protein. They're not all the best flavored, but <laughs> I mean, I'm sure because it's all natural mm-hmm. fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. so it's gonna have that little like that, that's how to power through yes. its taste. And I just chug it. That's all I do is I chug it. But you, f- I feel better. Like I feel. My body feels clearer. I'm not foggy. And when you have a clean diet, you feel better. Like right. mentally, physically, emotionally, like you just feel better. And I like to feel good. I don't like to be sad. I don't like to be feel like uh, a weight is mm-hmm. weighing me down of some mm-hmm. sort. So I definitely got into that. And I've become obsessed with watermelon, which is also a good source of potassium and hydration, which I'm super avid about being hydrated because it's good for your skin. It's good for your body. Yeah. Um, so I juice watermelon, too. And, like, I drank Saturday night, and I woke up Sunday morning, and I drank a watermelon juice and felt just... Because it's got sodium in it, too. Mm-hmm. So your body, it's replenishing all those electrolytes and stuff that you need. I can I can probably do a watermelon juice. It tastes so good. Because I don't eat watermelon. It's so good. <laughs> oh, it tastes so good. I can do a watermelon. Have you been... You saw that thing on TikTok about the whole watermelon and mustard? Ew. I don't know. Yes, I saw somebody on Instagram try it on their live. and it just, I don't like watermelon and salt. Like, I don't like salt on watermelon. Like, people eat it. My boyfriend eats it like that. I think it's fucking disgusting. Um, That's like, it's super sweet. And I like sweet and salty stuff. Like, my mm-hmm. probably my number one favorite combination in the world is salty and sweet. Hence, pineapple on pizza. Lord. I love that. But yes, I've been looking at you doing juice, and I was like, okay. Yes. another. It feels good. I like it. I'm sure I won't be as into it in a couple of months, and I'll find something else to fixate on. But for now, that's what I've gotten into, because I want to make it a routine thing. I want it to become right. a part of my everyday routine, or weekly routine, if I you think, will. I think with me, I've been trying to eat more cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been, doing, I've been lately doing meal preps. I've been eating a lot of vegetables and trying not to eat a lot of grease. I'm in my 30s, so I got to try to make sure I'm in a good, energized Stay state. Stay in that I'm, prime. Because I'm going to have a niece, and she likes to run, flip, and jump, and all that stuff, so I want to keep up with her. And I do active stuff. I work out. I play tennis. So I want to try to maintain a good conditioning body, just like how I used to back in high school. But 
And it's gonna take some time because I pass by every single restaurant on the way home mm-hmm. every time. And you crave it. I crave it. I'll be looking at Taco Bell, McDonald's, KFC. I will say we do still do Taco Bell. Um, even though we eat clean as shit, we Taco Bell Tuesdays. It's a thing. Oh. Taco Bell every Tuesday. Yeah, it used to be on Sundays. We used to go to dinner and have Taco Bell every Sunday, and now it's Tuesdays, Taco Bell Tuesdays. That's cool. Well, at least it's one day out of the mm-hmm. week. I mean, on the weekends, I do pig out sometimes, which I do. I'm very hard on myself about it after the weekend. I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't have drank 12 Crown Apple and Sprites, and I didn't really drink 12, but. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, hold on. That's a, that's a lot of <laughs> That's a lit weekend. <laughs> that's a lot of sugar. Because there is a lot of sugar and alcohol, but just very conscious, more aware of what I'm doing to my body. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to be like that, too, because, you know, with this whole pandemonium tour from last year that's probably still ongoing, you know, that's all you've been doing is just eating and just when you're bored, you want to eat. I did the complete opposite during the pandemic. I feel like a lot of people were like, I like I know a lot of people gained weight and a lot of people did this and they like stopped. They put their life at halt. Mm-hmm. I mean, leave it living with Mimi, like we've lived together for seven years, but living with her, we're, we feed off of each other's motivation. And so we had a routine. We'd get up every morning at 8 a.m., go to Cooper Creek, run the entire park and then do workouts because the gym was closed. And then we'd yeah. come home. I would box. She would meal prep for us. And then we'd sit down, do recreational activities, watch TV, and then go to bed by 1030. And it was every single day if I wasn't doing a shoot or working on makeup or spending money on makeup, mm-hmm. I was doing that. So I felt like that was a big uh, – that was where my spiritual growth came into effect, who I learned. I really learned who I am Yeah. at – during quarantine I think a lot of people did um, a lot of people learned who they who they want to become as far as uh, just their overall being I noticed a lot of females shout out to all the females I noticed a lot of females have ventured on and started their own business mm-hmm. and became like lady bosses mm-hmm. throughout the whole a buttload of them yes so that was crazy that throughout this whole Pandora Eminent Radio that <laughs> nothing but females has just been bossing up. Mm-hmm. You in particular. Hello, how are you? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's cool. Well, Brittany, welcome to the round table. Yes, even though it's a square. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but you get the gym. Yes. You get the gym. <laughs> I do. I enjoy it. I love it. I think it's catchy. You hear Dion's round table podcast and you're like, I wonder what they talk about on this. And I didn't even know you had a podcast. And when I figured out you had a podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to listen to it because I love podcasts. I, I would, I like listening to podcasts because it's like reading a book to me, but I don't yeah. have to read the book. I just listen to the podcast. And someone, because I think before podcasting, it was going to be YouTube. And then I was like, okay, I'm too ugly for that. So I'm not worried Bitch, about it. Oh but you, <laughs> we don't talk about ourselves like this. <laughs> we don't do that. But podcasting, I always wanted to do a podcast, and I think it was, I think it was a good idea. I just didn't know like how to start, and it's crazy because on my Facebook memory, I had the idea of having a podcast. It was back in two thousand seventeen, but I didn't start until two thousand nineteen. Hmm. I think you should do a blog. You're very witty Ooh. in your words. I feel like you could third person it and just very like. He woke up today and felt this feeling, and this is how we handled it. And you wouldn't say, you wouldn't say I, you would say he or Dion or 
someone you saw on the side of the road and you're going to name her Sarah and you want to help her in this way. Like, I feel like you would have a, you, I would read your blog. I feel like a blog (laughs) would be really cool. I think blogging is nice. Um, I actually had a phase when I did blogging on my Instagram page where, like, all of my pictures had a story behind it. Mm. And that was during the time where I didn't do any photo shoots. Like, it was just all about me. It was like a little diary. So I made it, I made And I'm sure that was therapeutic for you just to have an area to type that out. Yeah. And then just share it and other people read it. Because a lot of people, I feel like, they act like they don't need that relatable read or that relatable post or that relatable mm-hmm. comment when humans actually need it more than they realize. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Well, glad to have you on. Now, you go by the B word mm-hmm. on social media. Yes. You are a makeup guru, and you beat the faces for the gods. Yes. That so, is my job. Yes. Yeah, so how did you get into makeup? Uh, I think I never asked you about this. <laughs> I've had this question asked to me so many times, and mm-hmm. I feel like I don't have a straightforward answer because I genuinely don't know what happened. I've always been into being creative when I was a kid, and we had art projects. Mine was always the one that stood out in back then that was weird, like the way that I did things. Like um, my pictures and my paintings in school were just very abnormal, and my brain just went somewhere else when someone gave us a project I took it left field which most people would just go straight with it and Mm -hmm. I went somewhere else and then I didn't really know what I wanted to do I've always had an eye for art if you will I think everyone does you just have to find it yeah and coming out of high school I was like all right I'm gonna take a year off and then I'll go to college and my dad was like well I'll pay for your college um, when you move out, but you have to stay with it, but you have to know what you want to do. I didn't know what to do, so I was like, let's just do cosmetology school. We'll go to cosmetology school. That sounds easy. Like, I can do that, whatever. Hardest time of my life. I, I flunked. <laughs> I flunked my junior quarter of cosmetology school. I had to repeat the entire quarter. I had to wait two months to repeat the entire quarter. I didn't care about school. I hated going. I had to be there from 8 to 3.30 every single day. You had to clock in, clock out. We had class on Saturdays. We had practicals. We had all. We had to be in the salon, and it was just something that I ne- I didn't care for. After I had flunked my junior quarter and went back, I took it more seriously and was like, okay, I have to graduate. If I want to make something out of this, I have to do it. I graduated, took my state board, pla- passed with flying colors, um, and then went into a salon. I worked in a salon. I worked at Salon Swank for like a month over off airport, and I hated it. I hated every minute of it. But I remember while I was in hair school, (laughs) I would do my makeup every day and I would try different ways. Like YouTube, I would watch YouTube videos. And that's back when YouTube like made its way into the beauty world. And that was back in 2013, 2014. And I would sit there and just watch and watch and watch these videos. So then I became obsessed with like Jacqueline Hill, Manny MUA, Patrick Starr, Jeffree Starr, all these people. And so I started doing sitting down and I'll say, I want to take these looks and recreate them. So then I just started, I quit the salon and I started playing with makeup. And within this time is when I started bartending at 18. And so then I kind of put makeup on the back burner because I was like, I don't want to do this as a career. This is just fun. And then people see that I'm good at it. So then they are like, hey, can you do my makeup for this? And every, the group of friends that I had at the time, it was a bunch of us. So for their birthdays every year, their gift for me was, I'm going to do your makeup when we go out. And that's like my gift to you. Yeah. For birthdays, and then I think I was asked to do a wedding, and I did it, and they were like, you're so good, you should make this a thing, and 
I bought makeup. I had tons of makeup. I had a whole studio in my house, like all this stuff, but I still didn't take it seriously. Um, I didn't take it seriously until about, until I was 25. And I started doing this when I was 18. So I was really just, it was just there. Like yeah. I, it wasn't anything to me. It was like, okay, I'm good at something. So I'll utilize it as a side hustle. Like, and that's what it was. I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think I was going to go anywhere with it. I didn't think I was going to be as invested as I am now. I don't have a straightforward answer as to how I got into it, but that's how it fell in my lap. Yeah, a lot of people don't. When they have something that's a hobby, they only have it just that how it is, a hobby. Mm -hmm. They don't really think about it. Like, oh, I should, you know, paint some stuff on a a canvas, and this is going to be my career. And I'm like, oh, this is my time to like gather some thoughts together or I had a long day at work to be paint you know or let me take pictures or let me do makeup so you really don't think about it until you gradually start investing more time mm-hmm. and energy on how to build your aesthetic when it comes to in your case makeup so I kind of and it made me feel good relate. I would get home from the bar at three four in the morning take my makeup off and this is before I even knew what skin prep was so I would take mm-hmm. my makeup off and then just put foundation on my face and then sit at my desk from four in the morning till seven in the morning doing these looks and I would record it and I would put it on YouTube. I had a whole YouTube channel and that's what I thought I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to be like a beauty guru on YouTube. And then I quit. Um, When I was 23, 24, I quit doing makeup. I think I was 24 when I quit for two years and uh, deleted my YouTube, deleted every single video, deleted. I gave away and sold over $5,000 worth of products. I got rid of on my desk, on my brushes. Um, there's a makeup artist in town that still has the brushes that I donated to her that she now has made a makeup career out of, which is pretty invigorating in my part just because I had helped her and she had assisted me before in a wedding and mm-hmm. now she's just soaring with flying colors. So I gave up. And then it wasn't until before quarantine and then during quarantine is when I elevated. But I picked it back up. Like six months before quarantine, maybe a year before quarantine, I was working at Max Fitness, and I remember I was working there in the morning, and I was still bartending, and I would work there every morning, but I was bored behind the front desk, so I would sketch, and I would draw makeup looks Mm -hmm. with color pencils, and that's when it hit me. I was like, I'm going to get back into this. I just don't know how, so I'm going to figure it out. So I still, it was still just a hobby to me at that point. Okay. I kind of see how, like, I've had that similar situation with photography. Like, I really didn't know if it was going to be something that was going to be I was going to pursue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, what kind of got me was um, this before your time, back when MySpace was a thing. Whatever, I had a MySpace. <laughs> what? Top five, top five. Uh, come on now. Point that back, <laughs> okay. Because some, some of these hoes need to be put in their place. But no, I love uh, MySpace. Me too. Because uh, you can design your own, customize your own page. That's my favorite on in- Exanga too. Mm-hmm. Gosh. <laughs> I had a freaking like, strawberry shortcake background and like all my icons were strawberry shortcake. and Put some music on it. Mm-hmm, your page had music on it and your little about me and you say the goofiest stuff about yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I miss stuff like that. <laughs> Nostalgia. Nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> but like with me, I never took it seriously until... Um, when I was in college and I posted a picture of the Riverwalk on, I took it on a throwaway camera, like the camera that you get from Walmart. Really? The disposable ones. The film. Yeah. And so, uh, so I had to take a picture of that picture to upload it 
on MySpace, and someone was like, oh, I love that picture I gave you $20 for. You know, back then, back in 2006, back at the college that I was going to, $20 was like, $1,100. I mean, $20 will get you through the whole weekend. Yes. I can buy Easy Mac, all the uh, Capri Suns, and have yes. my little bitch. Fool. But I never took it serious until I, like, really got into, like, just taking pictures any and everywhere. Whether it was trees, a boat, some grass. I just took pictures of any and everything. So I developed this little thing to where I... um got inspired by it so what was your overall inspiration when it came to makeup like what what or who inspired you to really push to pursue makeup full-time uh Mimi my roommate Mimi if you guys don't know her shout out to Mimi she's been a sister not even a best friend a sister to me since we were 18 19 years old um I've seen every part of her life and she's seen every part of mine growing up uh she always just she wanted me to do her makeup or she wanted me to show her how to do things and she's actually gotten really good at her own makeup learning from me and she just told me she was like Brittany you've she instilled like this confidence in myself that I didn't realize that I had I knew I had it but I utilized it in other ways I Mm -hmm. utilized it in like can't nobody touch me but like mean girl type and I didn't utilize it in the way that I should have like confidence in who you are and what you do and knowing that you can instill that to somebody else just by Instagram for instance my stories and people will comment and be like oh my gosh you're so inspiring things like that and so Mimi's very spiritual and she sat me down one day and she just taught me the ropes of training your brain and training your mind to learn how to be uncomfortable with yourself like get comfortable being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and pursuing makeup was very uncomfortable to me because I was fear I was scared that I was going to fail and I wasn't going to succeed in quarantine in January um I had a photographer reach out to me I don't know how we connected he was out of Atlanta and he had connected with me and was like I want to do what they call editorial shoots and at that time I didn't know what editorial was I didn't know the difference between editorial shoots beauty shoots campaign shoots things like that and so I did a lot of research um people that know me know that I like to google things I like to know everything about something Mm. when I'm doing it so I did my first editorial shoot uh with this model named Claudia and I had sent out a bunch of mass messages I would hashtag Atlanta models Atlanta photographers and I'd message them and say look I'm pursuing my career in makeup I'd like to collab with you and a model and we get together and we do test shoots so all of January to August of 2020 that's all I did and Mimi would just tell me like drive like go like do this because she's got a career in modeling she's pursuing and we would just feed off of telling each other like you can't make it until you make it happen right and so I just took a leap of faith and did that editorial shoot and that one led to another one and another one and another one. I ended up being published in magazines five times during quarantine. Mm. Um, yeah, that was a big a big push. Like, okay, bitch, you're the shit. In a humbling way. Right. But, okay, like, that was me telling myself, like, you can do this. Like, what, what are you waiting for? And I invested a lot of money in products and lights and driving to and from Atlanta three times a week. I mean, I was up there three times a week, every week. From March to August, I would say. Because mm-hmm. that's when the bar shut down was in March. So I just kept pushing. So definitely me, me, besides myself. I like to tell myself I'm my number one. No matter how many people you think are your number one, you are your number one. And you must be your number one. So it was her pushing me, but me telling myself, you can do this. You can make this happen. And so 
that's where it started. It started in Atlanta doing editorial shoots, non-paid, by the way, trade for portfolio. That is something that a lot of people don't want to do. That's how you get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. That's how I started off. I did a whole lot of TFs, and um, once I developed my niche and my aesthetic, I was like, all right, PayPal me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I completely understand. So you said you have has been in publication. So has that been so far a big achievement for you? Yes. Um, so when I started doing everything, I made a mood board inside of my notebook. I have a book that I take my notes in that I write ideas down in. And it's the first page that you open, and it's everything that I want to do in my career as a makeup artist. And I wanted to be published in Vogue. That will happen, and I'm telling you guys, it will happen. Claim it. It's going to happen. Um, I wasn't published in Vogue last year, but being published in a magazine was one of my goals, and it ended up being five. They're not huge magazines, but in the artistry world, mm-hmm. they're magazines that we've seen or that we know, that you mm-hmm. see on Caviar, that you can just enter, and they publish it. And whether it's small to somebody else, that's huge to me. It's invigorating mm-hmm. to know that a magazine or a publicist sees that and like okay we'll put this on a spread because it was it's art it's what that's what your eye sees and that's what they enjoyed so yeah definitely a big accomplishment um I have way more that I want to accomplish but that was one of the first things that kept me going that was like okay you're in a magazine now like let's go like what else can you do and I think during that time is when I found my niche in makeup um if people haven't seen my Instagram or my work on myself, my niche is uh, clean beauty. Um, I can magnify and amplify your beauty without caking your face or putting a mask on it. I can do looks without five pumps of foundation. I can do it with one. I can make your skin look like skin with the right products. And so it was really just magnifying beauty. It was admiring beauty because I admire it, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized that I'm magnifying someone's beauty that they don't see in themselves. Because that's probably my number one favorite thing about doing makeup on a client is I'll analyze their face and we'll consult each other. And as I'm doing the makeup, I'm like, yo, I love your eyebrows. Or, I love your right. cheekbones. And they're like, what? You, what? And then that instills another thing in them. And they're like, well, maybe. Me? Yeah. They're like, oh maybe I do have good <laughs> eyebrows. And it's like, you do. You just don't see it. Right. I see it. And so then I ha- I want to instill that magnification that I found in you so that you have more confidence and you then build yourself up and then you'll you might build somebody else up because you're like oh my god she has the same eyebrows as me I'm gonna tell her she's got great eyebrows right because a lot of people in this generation they rely on the Instagram influencers who really don't look like themselves without (laughs) makeup and no shade to how they put their makeup and stuff on but it looks like you're casting for white chicks because it's real thick and cakey like you like it looks like you've been embalmed and you're at Taylor's funeral home getting buried. Mm-hmm. So it looks completely super altered and super different. It looks like a big filter. And for some reason, that is the look that everyone wants right now. It's in more power to you, whatever to each his own. Mm-hmm. That's just not me. I've yeah. never been one to follow the trend. I've always marched at the beat of my own drum mm-hmm. and looking like Kim Kardashian. I don't want to look. I don't want that look. I don't want to have there are so many girls that I follow on Instagram that I think is Kim Kardashian but it's not because they've just altered themselves to look that way right they've done their makeup that way they've had their nose job that way and I'm not saying that you can't do these things I'm not saying that you can't have a nose job you can't get your lips done you can't do Botox you can't do all this stuff because that's a huge controversy that girls have with me is that I'm very opinionated when it comes to things of that nature right I feel as if women 
love yourself, of course, and it's easier said than done. It takes everybody time to learn how, but changing the way you look or making your lips bigger, if it makes you feel better, that's fine. But at the age that it's being done at, it's starting at 20, 19, 18 years old, and Botox was, I can't say that it was meant to be, but in my eyes it was made for when you're 50 and you have those wrinkles and fine lines that you want to get rid of. Not when you're 20 and your body hasn't even aged to a mature age. Like, and you're 20, you're not even mature yet. No. You're like, your life hasn't even started. You don't even hit that bump until you're 25. You you don't hit that maturing side of your body where you can't go out and drink anymore without feeling like shit the next day. Like, you don't hit that until you're 26, 27, coming on 30. Yeah. And so, I I am very opinionated when it comes to it, but that's just how I feel. I mean, that's how that's how it should be, because uh, you don't want to be, uh, be an MUA who has a client and just like, I want you to put all these layers on my face and just make me look like uh, Donatella Versace. And then you'll be like, yeah, sure, why not? But you want to give them like, hey, I can make you look like Donatella Versace, but I want to make you look like her before the surgery. Exactly. And a lot of times when I tell clients, like they show me a picture, I tell them like, I'm... I'm going to mimic what you're seeing. I'm not going to copy and paste it and put it on your face. because It, I, never, it doesn't work for No, and ideally, that's not the look that... You don't want that look for a photo shoot. You don't want that look... You might want that look for a wedding. Glam brides do. Mm-hmm. Natural brides don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, it's not ideal. It's not relatable. A lot of things that people see and that they want are not relatable. And my goal is to let you understand the difference between being relatable and what you see on Instagram. Right. Because a lot of people, they think, like, <sighs> i give you an analogy. Like with photography. I have a style of photography um, where I edit a certain way. That particular edit, that preset that I got, I can't put that on another picture because it's going to look completely bad. Right. So you can't do that. Oh, I want you to make me look like her. I can't use those same elements of makeup or foundation or You're not going to use the same preset on a nature picture that you would on a bridal, on a wedding. You're you're just not going to do that. That's not how that works. And it's hard to tell them that because they disagree with you and they get mad and they're like, well, I'm paying you. And I'm like, yes, you're paying for me for my service, what you see that I can offer. You're not paying me for you to tell me what to do. That's not why you hired me. You hired me because you don't know how to do jack shit to your face yes. when it comes to makeup. And so let you me trust do, me. Right, let me do my job. I'm going to make you look like a natural beauty. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make you look great. I'm, I'm just going to bring your you, features forward. Right. I'm not going to make you look like the... If you want to look like the off-brand Affleck duck, then that's completely fine. That's completely fine. Off-brand <laughs> <laughs> But, um, so, overall, so I know, like, this year, because, um, you know, I've been following you on yes. the socials. I noticed that uh, you have officially have taken makeup as a full-time thing. Yes. So, you know, you did say about taking a leap of faith. So how how hard was that to make that decision to say, okay, I'm about to do this full-time. I'm going to wake up and go to bed, all makeup, be my own boss. How was that process as far as making a decision? In my brain, it was easy because I would really? lay in bed in my brain. Oh, okay. In my brain. In my brain, talking to myself, talking mm-hmm. to myself, my subconscious. We're yeah. having a conversation together. It's easy. It's like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put in my two weeks, and I'm going to do it. And the, I've been saying it since for the past two years. It was December 2020 
was supposed to be my last time bartending, December 2019, New Year's, it was supposed to be my last time bartending. And saying it in my head, I was like, okay, doing it, actually getting up and taking the action of like, okay, we're going to do this, probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. That's the start of the being uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> I, it was very, very hard. Um, it got to a point where... And by no means, I don't want anybody to take this in a negative way. It got to a point where I was constantly complaining, and it was overriding everything else in my life. Um, I have been bartending since I was 18 years old. At first, I was bartending seven days a week, and that was fun to me until I was 23 because that's the life we all want to live when we're 23. We right. get to party with our friends. We get to drink while we're partying. Like, it's a whole thing. I turned 23 to 25, and it started slowing down a little bit. Um, personal life things, work things. And then I started becoming to be put more in charge at any job I've ever had. I've always been put in a leadership position just because of my work ethic. And I take pride in that. But at the same time, it got to where the last year and a half I was being put in a leadership position without actually being put in that position. It's just something that I took on and that everyone else accepted but didn't respect or also was draining. Um, it's very toxic. It's a very toxic environment. Um, when you mix personal life with friendships and alcohol, it doesn't end well, ever. Right. And I don't say this to degrade anybody. I just say it because that's the fact. That's facts. That's what it is. You you go to work and you work with all your great friends and you love them and it's convenient and it's easy and it's so much fun. But after a while, you get home. And I was only bartending. At the time, it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then after quarantine, we were only open on Fridays and Saturdays. And when I would bartend, I'd get start getting ready for work at 5, do my makeup, go to the bar at 7.30, set up, get off at 4 in the morning, get home at 5, not go to bed till 7 because I've got to wind down. i got to get my heart rate down. I, yeah. All this alcohol has got me stimulated. And I would sleep all day Sunday and be lazy and then Monday I'd be tired from sleeping all day Sunday and then I would sleep all day Monday and then Tuesday came and I need to get my shit together and I don't want to because at that point it's four days in a row two days of stimulants two days of just what you would think was relaxing but really you were just dead to the world right and it's draining and my brain wasn't set on makeup I wasn't doing the things that I needed to be doing during the week granted I'm not booked every day but there's still goals that I have doing my website do i need instagram it's a full-time job you've got to still be present on instagram and come up with campaigns and come up with posts and stories and ideas and things of that nature and emailing photographers and reaching out and i just wasn't doing it and i was like it's fine it's fine everything's fine i'm making all this money bartending i'll be okay yeah but i still wasn't okay i was drained mentally physically and emotionally um you gain this certain trust and love for the people that you're around without realizing that they're not the people that you think they are. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get, and that's fine. It's no shade, no hate, no nothing. It's just that's how it is. Yeah. Um, you learn, you see your party friend. They're party friends. These are our friends that we party with, we get to work with, and it's just, it wasn't until I realized, like, oh my gosh, I'm being, I'm in charge of doing all these things, and it was appreciated in words, yeah. but actions weren't taken to make me feel appreciated. Um, and I take things like that very, very strong to heart, um, being appreciated. Uh, but it wasn't until I felt that and then how toxic the environment I was around, the people I was around were becoming and the negative energy and me. I don't 
per se like to complain or say anything negative because you are you you create those thoughts, you create right. those things you're saying, and it happened. And then I finally was like, okay, the only way I'm going to do this is if I do it the right way. The place that I had worked at was rebranding itself, and I saw it as an opportunity before they rebrand themselves, and I latch on to that rebrand and see new, which in our heads, new, you you suction to it. It's instant right. gratification. You're like, right. okay, this is something new. Let's see how this turns out. Instead of doing that, knowing I was going to do that, I decided to leave the last weekend before they rebranded themselves. Mm-hmm. And that, that was it. I had two weeks prior to it. I had put in my two weeks, and I let them know they had done nothing wrong um, to me to make me want to quit. It was just time for me to leave. The environment was toxic. I just couldn't do it anymore. I've got to pursue what I really want to do what I really have a passion for and that was that it was it was a lot easier putting my two weeks in I was nervous I was scared um I didn't know what they were going to think of me I thought and for some reason I put that before what I thought of myself instead I was like worried about what they thought about it and then I had the talk and it was okay they understood and granted they could have said they understood in my face and then turned around and said something different but I got what I needed to be done. I left, and it feels good. Um, This is the first time in almost eight years I've had weekends off, and I will now have holidays off, which I've never had a New Year's Eve off. I've never had a Halloween off. I've never been able to do things like that. I've never been able to go on a Friday and say, well, I don't have anything to do, so I can practice makeup and then go to sleep at an early time. I mean, mm-hmm. I have clients on Saturdays. Yes, I can sleep. I can, and sleep is important. Oversleeping is okay too because your body needs that rest. Your body needs that recharge. And I was never giving myself the time to recharge. And I've learned that although I'm great with people, I can socialize. I can, I can be very extroverted. I'm also an extremely introverted person, and I need three to four days away for people to recharge and mm-hmm. get my mentality back together and stimulate myself for the next coming weekend when I was bartending and I never did that now that I am taking the time to do that I just feel better I feel I'm surrounded by myself and I enjoy it a lot of people say that it's lonely going to the top and it's extremely fucking lonely but I like it I like it that's what that's that's that Kanye mentality Mm -hmm. Kanye was on that road where, you know, I want to be top tier. And then there's no one that can get on that particular level. And it doesn't mean, it's not that in a cocky way. It's right. just, you know, you want to level up yourself mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically. And I think a lot of people are trying to is trying to do that and trying to recover back from the hellacious year of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, did 2020 come into play also with the decision making? As far as yes. wanting to, because I know I know a lot of people have dealt with a lot of shit, um, toxic things, some toxicity uh, back in twenty twenty. Like I've lost friendships through just how this whole uh, Pantene Pro V took place. So it it really didn't bother me at one point. It's just that I'm at a a certain level of my mental state where I'm not gonna dwell on how to fix things. I'm just like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, you have to make those decisions as far as if you want to pursue something full-time. Like, okay, either you're going to keep complaining about it or you're going to take some action. If you're not going to take any action, I'm going to need you to shut the hell up. Right. So that's what I... And, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a position of leadership with my job to where I have to hype my team members up on doing something. But in order to do that, you've got to be hyped up yourself. Right. 
So I can't be, what person would I be to try to influence someone to make a decision if I can't even make a simple decision myself? Practice what you preach. Right. Now, I'm a Libra, and, you know, Libras are very indecisive sometimes, especially when it comes to food. Like, I would would have a panic attack. Like, I don't know where to get in the eat. Me too. Like, like I want chicken, but I want sushi. Like, I I would have... Can I put the chicken in the sushi? Right. Like, (laughs) then I feel so bad. I'm like, I could have made this decision so easy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I can't really hype anybody else to do something as far as a career change or a life change if you don't even have the mentality to do it yourself. So I kind of get how your mindset was to pursue this full time and I can definitely relate that it's a very hard decision for you to do because you know you think about the cons but you think about the pros like I'm I'm my own boss, I can have my own schedule, the cons is Am I going to be booked? Is, Am I going to have money? Right, you're going to have money. So it's going to be a lot of trial and error. And I think everybody in the creative world, makeup, photography, videography, uh, people who make music, they're going to go through those stumbles. Um, and I, I know like with 2020, it also affected them mentally as far as their overall state. So how did you like kept yourself at a good mental state throughout 2020 to current? It was very hard. Um, I'm an extremely emotional person. Um, I've lived in my head pretty much my whole life, uh, thinking and dwelling. I've always dwelled on things. It wasn't until my current boyfriend that I'd met, we were together for two years, split up actually all of quarantine, grew, and then got back together. But beforehand, he was the one that helped teach me to not dwell on those situations and to get out of your head and turn that negative into a positive. And so I would remind myself during all those times that I would feel the urge to cry because I was dwelling on something that it had either happened in the past or was happening to me in that moment, and I would find ways to channel it. So right before quarantine, I bought myself a punching bag. And during quarantine, one of my cardio exercises were to listen to a playlist that I had curated for myself that had songs that had everything to do with my life in the moment, past, present, or future, mm-hmm. and I would box to them. And hitting that punching bag it is an aggressive let out that some people don't agree with, but it helped me uh, writing my feelings down. If I was crying, the thoughts that I was thinking as I was crying, I would cry and write them down mm. so that it's a release. I've learned that if I release things in a certain way, I'll no longer think about them because I let them out and then that's it. We, we're going to throw them away and they're not going to be there anymore because right. there's no reason to dwell. It was, but it was very hard. Um, also, which a lot of people find this to be silly, but it works for me, um, I would sit in the shower, not just stand, and I would sit down in the shower and let the water hit me for at least 30 mis- minutes and listen to either classical music or meditation sounds or a podcast and just okay. train, train myself in other ways rather than, oh, well, this is me and this is how I handle things because that's how most people are. You've either had a, a fixed mind or a changed mind, and I was determined to change the way that I handled situations. I was determined to change who I am and who I wanted to become. So handling emotional, mental, triggering things. Um, I still slip up every time. Every now and then I still relapse from how I used to be. Um, it happens. You can't be perfect every single day. You can't be perfect. No one is. But right. you can't expect yourself to not slip up every now and then you can't expect yourself not to go backwards but when I took 10 steps back I made sure I took 20 steps forward so that it wouldn't happen again right 
Because it's changing your behavior. Right. Teaching think, yourself. I think with this generation, I keep, I hate keep saying that, but, but this generation, they don't know what failure is. Mm-mm. So they only look at the positives and not the negatives. Like you're going to have slip ups regardless of what you do. Whether it's uh, something that you're doing that you want to pursue or it's your day-to-day job. Like you're going to have a slip up. You're going to have a bad day. You're going to have a shitty day. You're going to have a good day. You're going to have a mediocre day. Like, you're going to... The thing about that, you have to learn about each day that you have. Whether it's a good bad, good day or a bad day, it was a day. And you're going to reflect back on what you did mm-hmm. and what you can do to better yourself for the next day. And I think a lot of people lack that because they really just gun-ho on what they really want to do without thinking about the cons. They really... And I always tell people, like, if you want to make a decision on something, write down the pros and write down the cons. So that way you can prepare yourself on what type of situation that you may lead up to with whatever, situ- or whatever choices you make. And people don't do that. Mm-mm. People don't do that. And I, I like that you said that you write down, like, your feelings because when I was going to therapy... Um, <laughs> For some reason, people think I give good advice. I think you get. I've told you that. You do give good advice. <laughs> but uh, my therapist was like, uh, she was like, well, if your friends rely on you for good advice, why don't you, if you have a bad day, I think I said this on the podcast one time, if you have a bad day, um, write down what you would tell yourself. As if I was telling right. someone else. A blog, oh. third person. Oh. Hello. Oh, <laughs> Hello. See, it all comes back into a full circle. That's giving yourself advice without realizing it. Right. So I would write down. I was like, damn. I'm like, I give good advice. Right. <laughs> I don't even realize it. Because you know me, I'm I'm very basic when it comes to certain things. I'm not the type of person, and I know you're not the type of person either that's going to sugarcoat anything or just tell you something that you want to hear. Right. I'm going to tell you straight no chaser. I'm going to hit it in the gut. Like, if you're, oh, my God, my my boyfriend's cheating on me and I don't want to do th- Break up. Right. Just break up. <laughs> I'm but not going to say... People don't like it. No, they get like, insulted by they the get truth. super insulted. I used to I'm be like, that. I used to be insulted. I used to not speak up for myself. I used to just let people run all over me and take advantage of... Because I have so many feelings and because people know I'm empathetic, mm-hmm. people would take advantage of me being empathetic and I would just tell them what they want to hear right. just because I was scared that they were going to get mad at me. But I don't give a fuck. Right. If you don't like what I'm saying, well, then find somebody else who's going to sugarcoat it for you. But don't come to me as the girl who cried wolf every time. And then once he bites you and eats you and swallows you, then what the fuck? Right. First off, you knew the risk of asking me before you asked me because mm-hmm. you knew I'm going to give you a response that you're not going to like. Mm-hmm. And sometimes... You know, my ex was like that, too. Like, I would tell my ex something, and he'll be like, uh, well, I don't know. I don't think you should do that. Or that's not a good idea. And I'd be like, I'd be so pissed. Cause I'd be because you want them to them. agree with them. Right. Agree with you. But really, they're just. So I'd be like, oh, whatever. But now, like, I know how he is. And if I'm very critical on something, even with the podcast, I'll he'll listen to the podcast. And I'll say, what you think? Oh, it was good. You know, it was a little. Some talking points I really didn't care about, right. but you know, but that's that's growth. Constructive criticism. Um, now I'm like I'm good with constructive criticism, so I'm very. But people, 
and this generation, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm so saying it is. You're not wrong. <laughs> it's the generation we live in. It, that's what it is. Like somebody called me mean. I was like, you asked for my damn opinion. Like I was like, it's an opinion. I've had a few people call me mean just over what I've told them because they ask and they're like, well, you're mean. No, I'm not. I'm just telling you. Right. My tone might have came off a little. Yeah, Cause, but cause my tone, I would say this. My tone would be a little bit different because you, if, if you keep asking me the same shit, it's irritating. I was like, okay, bitch. Now what? Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> like why are you mean? Because like, you, we had this conversation last week. I told you to shoot the bitch. Mm-hmm. Just shoot her. Honestly, <laughs> you didn't want to shoot her. So uh, why? What do we do? But I don't know. I think mentally, people are just not ready to accept any type of failures that could lead on to anything. Um, but I know, and I'm very, you know, proud of your progress because I think you've just been a boss bitch all. I mean, you've you've seen my glow up. You've you've been behind the scenes trials and tribulations. You Mm -hmm. know who I am. You've seen some things, and but watching it without you express your opinion without criticizing me. You just. I know how you feel without you having to tell me, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. But I don't make my decisions based off of that. I just do what I do, and it's gotten me to where I am now, being more honest, being more just, I don't give a fuck mentality without being an asshole. I don't give a fuck. Right. Like, I'm going to do what the fuck's best for me, and if you don't like it, that's your problem, not mine. And I tell people, you do not need to explain yourself to anyone I used why to do you that. are the way you are. I used to do that all the time. There's no explanation at any way, shape, or form. And you shouldn't have to rely on, well, this is why I am because of this. Either grow from it or you're going to be miserable. That's the thing. Another thing. I had a friend who, uh, well, that's just the way I am. I that's just the way. Okay. You keep saying that. That may, okay. Instead of saying that's, that's just the way I am. Right. That's just like, you don't know, you don't want to change it. Instead of saying that's just the way I am. Let's just say, what can I, how can I grow from this? Right. How it's, can I learn from this? You're, you expect other people around you to, people like that, in my opinion, expect people around them to change, but they're allowed to continue with their behavior over and over and over again. And a dear friend of mine, um, from a while, I mean, we don't speak anymore, but they're still near and dear to my heart, um, always told me, um, behavior allowed is behavior repeated mm-hmm. and expecting the same outcome, doing the same thing is insanity. Right. And you're going to drive yourself insane saying, well, that's just who I am. This is just what I do. And if you keep doing that, you're going to, you're just going to be miserable. You're going to drive yourself insane instead of finding And you might not like to read books or you might not like to do this, but there is something out there that will teach you how to do anything and change. Your brain is so powerful and people don't even realize that we only use so much percent of our brain. There's like 95% of our brain we don't even use that you could use to train yourself to be the person you really want to be or the person that you think people think that you are kind of thing. So I think a a lot of people go with perception as well. Um, They really want to fit this mold that people really think that you really are. That's why the joys of being in your 30s, you just stop giving a shit. I can't wait to turn 30. (laughs) I cannot wait. Boyfriend turns 30 this month, or not this month, this year in October, and... I'm I'm excited for him. Like I'm living through him through it. Like I've still got three more years, but I can't wait to thir- turn thirty. I feel like I'm having good years now, but I feel like when I hit thirty, it's I just nowhere but up. I mean, it's just yes. 
<laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I'm excited. Oh boy, that's that's my whole thing about like thirty. It was just it was just a huge like turning a new leaf, like hitting a reset button. A wake up call. It was a wake up call. Now it's hard for me to wake up sometimes because mm-hmm. my body hurts and knees give out sometimes and legs hurt. So it's gonna be that's the con of thirty. I like, mean, getting older, I can feel. My body, it's not the same. I can't drink like I used to. Mm-mm. And I've been in the bar world for years, and I can't drink like you, I used to. I can't. You say me. I'm two cups mm. now. It's like, okay, all right. I still think that I can, because when I go out, I'm like, I got this. I I'm can like, do this. one more. And, and then I'll just be looking. I'll be, like, laying down like I'm in a damn hospital bed. Just... <laughs> like on a soap opera, just mm-hmm. fighting for my life. Next day, you're like, why did I do that? And I feel it. But I also make sure that I don't over exceed it anymore either because I did learn about myself too drinking does bring out a monster in mm-hmm. me that exists that I wish was never there but she's there but it only happens when I let it happen yeah. um, I used to not be able to control her um, now she's she's in the dungeon she's locked up in chains she's come out a couple times but I've definitely changed the way that I handle when she has came out um, I'll cause a it's a poison. It's mm-hmm. bad for you. It's fun. It's fun. But it's bad. It's, it it's a poison, and it, it turns people. It changes people. It also connects people, which sucks. Um, it's, alcohol is one of the reasons why I've had the friendships that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't regret any of them. I've learned, every, I've learned from every single person that's come across my life. There are still people in my life. I have three friends that I've been friends with since high school. Um, Mari, Emily, and Mimi. I've known all of them since I was 15, 16 years old. Uh, They're like family to me. But the friendships that I still do have or don't have, I don't hate those people. I don't wish anything bad. No, I don't. And I would never, if someone brings them up, I'm not going to talk bad about them. I'm not, none of it's, I appreciated the time that we had in our lives. You're just not serving my life at the moment. Right. But, and I think that. And it's okay. Yes, I think that, and I am older than all my friends Mm -hmm. that I've ever had, Um, but I think that they take it as an insult. They think that I hate them or that I'm mad at them or something. It's just, you're not serving a purpose for me anymore, and I have taught myself to rid of negative purposes and things that don't serve me, so. You wish them well and All of it, and I love every single one of them, and they all know that. It's just things that, it's just not there it's not for me right now right now I'm enjoying being by myself I have Tyler he's there but I'm still my own entity I still look after myself I still like I don't rely on him to make decisions for me I'll ask his opinion but I don't rely on anything and I feel like as a friend group a lot of times we rely on our friends to tell us what to do instead of making your own decision and being your own person so again it is very lonely but I I love it I enjoy it because I work off my own time if anybody knows me everyone knows that I do everything on my own time yeah. I do what I want to do whenever I want to do it, and I enjoy that way. And that's how it is. Yeah, it's how it should be. Wish them well. Keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Okay, so last question. You have an individual who's inspired by your work as far as makeup. What would you? What type of motivation would you give them? Um, can you elaborate in a little bit more? Sure. So you're the top boss bitch in the area and you have this 14, 15 year old who's probably a mirror of you who was undecisive as far as what they want to do and if they want to pursue it. What advice would you give them? Listen to yourself. Don't 
listen to yourself, but don't harp on that thought that you're having because your own subconscious is your worst enemy. So you're going to tell yourself that you want to do it, so do it. Listen to yourself telling yourself you want to do it, but don't listen to that subconscious part of your brain that says you're going to fail because you are going to fail. It's going to happen. It, it, it has to happen for you to appreciate when you succeed. So li- just listen to yourself and do what you want to do. Don't say, oh, I'll wait. Oh, my time will come. Oh, I'm going to put this boyfriend in front of my career or I'm going to put these people going out and partying in front of me. Live your life. Don't get me wrong, but do what you want to do. Don't put yourself on hold because your friends want to go have a drink at night. If you know you need to study or watch a YouTube video or research or play with your makeup, do it. That, those friends those friends will be there. You can go drink with them on Wednesday when you're off work. You can. There's always another time, but you can never take back the time that you have for yourself to pursue. And if I would have thought this way at 23, I probably would be where I want to be now at 27. But I'm not. But I'm appreciating it. I'm. I learned from everything, and I want other people. You, you're never gonna run out of time because it's always gonna be there. But you can lose time, and you can waste time. And I won't say that I wasted my early twenties, but I definitely didn't do what I needed to do that I'm doing now. I lived my life to the fullest. I did a lot of crazy things through my early twenties, but. I wouldn't have gotten to where I am now without going through all of those things. But listen to yourself. Don't listen to other people around you because I can promise you those people that are around you, they tell you these things because they don't want what's best for you. Yeah, they're your friends, but deep down they don't want you to be at a higher frequency or higher level than them because then you're not going to go and drink with them. You're not going to go do the party night. You're not going to go to dinner. You're not going to go do... The things of FOMO you're not going to go do all these things so they're going to tell you oh well you're no fun or this that and the fit okay be no fun do what you want to do to get to where you want to be 100 percent good good he's a motivational speaker hello that is something that I want to do too I always said really? that yeah because for some reason when I was younger um I was way more into sports when I was younger than I am now but I wanted to be a sports um Analyst. I wanted to be like the girl on TV that talks to the football players and talks to them and asks them about things and just talking to people. And I think my first 15 minutes, if I had a room full of women that were to come to a master class, the first 30 minutes I would spend as a motivational speaker. But that first five minutes, I'll probably stand up there stuttering and shaking. But after I'm comfortable, it's like a release. It's like a, it's a, it's venting. It's yeah. me just putting this power because that, it works. I mean, things like that work. Some people think it's a coax. Some people think that it's silly to pay $100 to be a part of a mentor program or things like that. But if you have it and you want to invest in yourself, and that's what better is you than do it. Right. Don't, don't, I'm so tired of seeing people put down other people based off of how they want to do something. As far as I've invested $600 in a makeup class, someone would probably tell me that I'm silly or insane because I could do it myself what I wanted to learn based off of this criteria so I'm going to pay that money to do it I'm going to look at this mentor to become a mentor exactly and then when I become a mentor I'm going to charge you double okay because you're looking at my nose and ass about what I'm that's what I'm saying people are (laughs) I will say that people are way more worried about what you're doing than what they're doing because they're not doing anything right that's my business Mm -hmm. mind the business that pays you that's how I see it yes 
<laughs> and my business pays me. <laughs> what? It, it does. Hello? Look, look at you. <laughs> now time for a segment that we like to call let me just say this now Brittany mm-hmm. let me just say this it's an open discussion open soapbox you can praise or rant about anything you want it is uncensored unfiltered anything goes the floor is yours I'll start yeah all right let me just say this uh, we are in the month of June June has a lot of stuff going on. There is Black Music Month. There's Juneteenth. And the most pop I wouldn't say the most popular, but the most topic, the most super topic of discussion in June is Pride Month. Pride Month, if you don't know, is the month to celebrate the Elemental P community, aka the Alphabet Mafia. Right, because how many more alphabet <laughs> letters have we added? too many damn letters. In colors to the flag. <laughs> yes, too many, so many colors to the flag. The whole Crayola box. Um, but that is for the LGBTQIA+. I think I got all that. Mm-hmm. Um, to celebrate, you know, just being you, being pride, and being proud. Along with pride, there is prejudice. Ooh, Okay. Along with pride, there is prejudice. Now, me being a member of the Alphabet Mafia, I can just what I can say is just be who you want to be. You don't need to owe any type of explanation as far as who you are, whether you're trans, whether you're bi, whether you're pansexual, whether you're a less bot, lesbian, or let's any let's let's be honest. Let's be honest. Just do you. Be okay. you. And one thing I love about this month, it opens a lot of triggering people as far as the the homophobic type people, a.k.a. mostly Christians. The conservators. Now, the conservatives. And, you know, the only way is the God's way. and The you biblical know. freaks. And I don't didn't get me wrong. That way. That no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong because I'm a Christian. My mom, she's a preacher's kid. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a preacher's kid. She's a she's a, a minister. So I know, like, that whole growing up in the Bible Belt and dealing with all this type of stuff. And I said this on the last bit as far as Christians judging other people is not Christian-like. I don't like the fact that people have to devote time and energy on social media talking bad about somebody that they really don't know. Whether Just because they like the same sex or... Like, all sexes or transitioning to a different sex. Mm-hmm. That is their business. It shouldn't be something Christians, pastors, and don't even get me started on fucking pastors. Pastors be the main motherfuckers who be talking about this is a sin, this is a, you're going to rot in hell. It doesn't be say the, in the Bible that it's a sin either. People say that it does, but in the Bible it never once quotes being gay is a sin. No, it... it you still you have to you're preaching toxic stuff to future people as far as like hate and all of this stuff and the one thing I don't like about especially this particular area especially with this toxic masculinity with the dudes Uh you cannot talk shit about people as far as gay people or trans people how they dress when you're sagging some damn bleach ass fruit of the loom I can see all of your drawers holy drawers that you have been wearing since you graduated fucking high school six years ago cause they have them they do 
They wear them. They be the same motherfuckers who would literally talk shit about, oh, I'm not gonna, my, my child don't need to see that, or my daughter don't need to see that, all that type of faggot shit. But you're the main motherfucker who got these damn bleach ass hangs. And some damn skinny jeans that you got for fucking Jimmy Jazz. They're also the same motherfuckers that fantasize about these um, quote-unquote homophobic things that they like to talk about. Like, even, like, like the pastors. Like, you're the main ones that's talking all this shit about While you're how, sitting behind a pew getting your sucked in. Right, or, or on the damn hookup app talking about how come and breathe my hole while my wife's at work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the shit I don't like. That's a like, scene. Exactly. What would, what would, uh... What would Eartha think? The deaconess of the deacon board, Eartha. You out here getting your back blown out. WWJD. <laughs> what would Jesus do? That's the that's the shit that irks my nerves. Like if I don't I have nothing against anyone as far as being who you wanna be. That's your life. Mm-hmm. You have one life to live. Ooh, soap opera. Mm-hmm. You know, um I I used to fuck with one like to live. But Glossin, I'm getting distracted. But no, that's my that's my thing. Be who you wanna be, be who you are, celebrate your just livelihood and just being alive. You don't owe anyone an explanation. If you wanna be gay, be gay. If you wanna be bi, be bi. If you wanna be trans, be trans. If you wanna be pan, be pan. Anything that's part of that alphabet mafia that you wanna be, be that. That's that's all I gotta say. Mm-hmm. And did. And yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll continue to do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Hmm. Brittany? There's so many topics going through my head right now, I can't even think. <laughs> I don't know, this is a weird one. Let me just say this, okay? Mm-hmm. I, by any means, I understand that Facebook is a release in some ways to people. But something that really bothers me, and it probably shouldn't bother me as much as it bothers me, uh, smart people created this thing called technology and the internet for a reason. (laughs) Facebook answers. When you post a question on Facebook, I get it to an extent. Like that one time I posted about muffins. Mm -hmm. Where's your favorite muffin place in Columbus? Okay, Mm -hmm. that's one thing. But when you post a post on Facebook... With all these answers, I'm going to use one that irks me to no end, makeup. When women post a question, what's everyone's favorite foundation? You can't, you can do that. By all means, you can do that. But my skin's not like yours, so I'm not going to recommend something to you that's not for you. It's a very, we're a very influenced world right now. Mm -hmm. We are influenced by anything and everything that we see, hear, watch, whatever. I just wish people would use Google's search engine the way that they should instead of asking Facebook. (laughs) That really bothers me. I agree. That's like when you're watching, uh, getting highlights from the NBA game. What's the score of the Hawks game? Bitch, Google it. You literally can put Hawks game and it pulls up the score on... I never understand. We don't that. utilize our phones and technology and the internet. And I don't always do it either, but I don't ask Facebook because I'm a research junkie. I would rather get on Google, read seven different articles from seven different people, and I I grasp my own opinion. I then form my own thoughts on that. I try to avoid not asking Facebook for shit because face, I got some dumbass friends. A lot of people, <laughs> I've noticed that a lot of people on Facebook are miserable. 
Yes, that's the reason why. And I'm saying dumb as in a miserable way. Like, I have some dumbass friends on Facebook that just really post stupid shit and repost stuff that's not true. Mm, they don't and, read the articles. They uh, just read the caption. Like, time and time again, I think I say this every fucking episode, check the dates of these articles. I know, because they'll read an article from 2017 and think that it's present or, like, happening right now. Right. I click on the link. And then I go to see who posted that article because nine times out of ten, a lot of those articles are like from places that are just getting paid to post whatever, like a paparazzi would. Like a gossip blog. Yes. First of all, that's not accurate news. I if it's not coming from CNN or ABC or Yahoo News or uh, what's the what's another good one? Buzzfeed. CNN. Yeah, so that's, that's my reliable. So if, if I see somebody, somebody died. I'm going to CNN first. Okay. Who? I don't see nobody no death. You're lying. Or T- <laughs> I don't know if TMZ is like... TMZ means truth stuff. maybe zero. And in, in, in quoting uh, Kit Fury, a.k.a. The Reed, shout out to The Reed, um, not sponsored, but T- he says <laughs> that TMZ is truth maybe zero because it's not always true. Right. And I, I honestly hate them because the one thing I hate about uh, TMZ, when Kobe died, they were the first ones to announce it. Vanessa and the kids didn't know. So, that's the thing that I was at the gym when that happened, when I found out. I was with my mom. I had to text my dad because my dad, he is the reason why he is a Lakers fan because of Kobe. And he's no longer, he he stopped being a Lakers fan after he retired. But uh, I had checked on him because him and then Prince dying too. Mm. Oh, yes, he was in a rut. But TMZ was the first to report Kobe's death, but they didn't alert the family. And so when I think his the I'm getting the daughters confused. The one that had the asthma attack, she had an asthma attack when she found out because of social media. Really? She had a huge attack. Because that's your sister and your dad and on the helicopter that just died. Yeah. Not, not knowing if it's true, but according to TMZ, it's true because they had video evidence and all this other type of stuff about the plane, the helicopter crashing. And she had a huge, like, panic attack when it happened because she was, I think she was the first to know, then Vanessa knew, then everybody else knew. But TMZ told everybody, and they want to be, you know, headline news first reported because they want to be, like, the first one to, they want to make it a historic thing, which mm. I find it pretty stupid. Um, that's, I mean, that's the art of fame, I guess. Yeah. You being, you being all in the paparazzi's eye and the bloggers and all that type of stuff. That's one thing I don't like about uh, fame and people being public figures is that they invest so much time in social media to the point where they don't have any type of privacy. Mm-hmm. And another, another thing that I hate, I'm about to piggyback off of you and Facebook. Another thing that I hate is that stop announcing publicly that you need privacy. Just go. Mm-hmm. When oh they say God, I'm so tired, I'm just please respect. If you need me, you have my number, bitch. No one's gonna need you. When they you, post, you, they're taking a social media hiatus. But like, just, if you're gonna do it, just no, do it. Just you don't need to announce. I feel like people do that because they want the message of no, oh, are you okay? I'm no, it's, they want don't go. pity no. or sympathy. Or, I'll be the opposite. I like bitch. Bye. I'll unfollow you temporarily until you come back. Or I'll just disappear and mind to myself, and then people will, I'll come back out, and they're like, where have you been? Taking time for myself. Like, right. not, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I encourage, and I always tell this to people who are invested in social media, um, if you're not doing it in a, a for a business perspective, take a social media break. Mm-hmm. Read a book. Go outside. Mm-hmm. 
Get some sun. Drink some water. Sun's good for you. So mind, makes, mind your business. You're happy. Stop being concerned about other people's business. Mind your own. Well, because if Get you're not, your life back. if it's not a business, that's what they're doing. They're just wondering what everybody else is doing yeah. instead of doing things for themselves. Do something productive. Go rotate them tires. Okay, I know they all fucked up. Get your rotors switched so that your car doesn't Change shake. Change <laughs> Do Go, some yoga. Right, do something. Go to the gym. Eat a salad. Eat a burger. Paint a canvas. Do something that doesn't involve. You being invested in social media. I think a lot of people, too, because they have social media, instead they don't do something to better themselves or stimulate their brain or teach themselves. They just sit on their couch for five hours and get on social media. And, like, yeah, when I'm laying down in bed, I'm going to scroll and I'm going to look at things. But my social media is full of beauty and professional makeup artists and when I say professional makeup artists I do not mean Jaclyn Hill and the people off of YouTube I mean like Lisa Eldridge and Danessa Myricks and people of that nature that work in my field in a higher level mm-hmm. and I don't nine times out of ten I don't see people in Columbus that are on my feed and I don't like their pictures and I because I don't I don't get on social media to scroll I get on there mm-hmm. to either learn something if I'm on my phone and you see me on my phone I'm either on Google or I'm watching makeup reels because mm-hmm. I'm looking to see how they did it and what products they're using I'm not trying to figure out what Hillary and her kids are doing all day long and watching their stories all day long. That's why I like Snapchat, too. When I'm on Snapchat, I'll post Snapchats, but I don't... It's nine times out of ten, I don't watch people's stories. I don't go to my storyboard and I click on them. If I do, you've got to know it's three o'clock in the morning and I'm bored as fuck and I can't sleep. So I'm going to watch every single story that's on my thing. But I usually don't watch people's stories. And if I do, I click through them really fast because I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> well, I would say I like watching people's stories in its entirety. Like I want to see what you're doing. And so, if I know like you're the type of person that is very like humbling and not you're not living that fast life, right? I would. I would. That's different. Yeah, I would like because people think I'm lit all the time. Like, no, bitch, I work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I have. I got a lot of responsibilities. You'll see me turn up one day at a week. Mm-hmm. Sometimes two if I'm good. But other than that, it's a fucking school night. So yeah, yeah, it's always, I always say that. <laughs> like, Are you in school, bitch? No, no, I don't, I got it's just to do. people don't understand your humor, right? <laughs> your metaphors. No, so, someone, someone, someone caught on to it, and uh, I was saying goodbye to everybody and say, "You're leaving." Like, yeah, I said, it's a school night. It's a school night. Yeah. If I say it ain't no school night, we going out okay. all night. Exactly. But nine times out of ten, it's a school night. Yeah, I enjoy things like that. Like I. Like, watching, like, the makeup artists that I do watch. Like, their everyday... How do they do their kit? Or how do they go through their fucking life? Or just because they're healthy for my mental. Like, they might mm-hmm. have something that I want to practice. But yeah. Like a day in the life type Yeah. Thing. I don't creep on people's... Now, there, there are times that I might need to creep for certain instances. But it's very far few in between. But I don't do it for... That I think it's satisfying to certain people to watch and see what other people do with their lives. Mm-hmm. I think they find it very, I don't know, it's kind of fucking weird. It's, I, I try my best not to. I take time, I take time once a month to not be on social media. And primarily when I say social media, I mean Facebook. Really? Mine's Instagram. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. I gotta look at Instagram because I like looking at people's behind the scenes. Uh, I like looking at the Photoshop editing techniques, and then I'm trying to get on uh, 
do some networking with Dion's Roundtable IG, Dion's Roundtable on IG. Mm-hmm, follow. Uh, you know, to talk with other network, right. talk to other podcasters and network and stuff, and get tips from them and all that. Because I get a lot of uh, feedback on the episodes, and you know, engaging with the people and trying to make sure you know, make sure you like it. If you like it that much, hey, if you on Apple, rate it and all that stuff. Yes, if you're on Apple, listen to this, uh, plug, rate it. You're on Spotify but, too, right? And Spotify. Uh, but they don't have ratings. Really? Mm-mm. I'm, I'm just on there. Oh, <laughs> I'm just on there. I'm just, I'm just don't re- say it like that. I'm just here for the comments. You're on there. <laughs> I'm, I'm in it. <laughs> you're on Apple and Spotify. Because some people don't pay that $9.99 a month for Apple Music. I do, because I, like, I, I, like, I like playlists. Mm-hmm, same. I like playlists because last time I did Apple and I made a playlist, it had an update and deleted all of my playlists. I was 38 hot. Ever well, since then, I stopped using Apple I like, uh, Music. So I do listen to music now on Spotify, so I pay for both. But I like Apple because I pay for Apple. I don't have to wait. I It automatically lets me buy whatever new album is out. Oh. So most people, they and if they want to listen to it, like I have friends that want to listen to albums, but they can't because they don't want to pay that $10 a month for Apple mm-hmm. Music. So they go to YouTube and listen to the album. The album is accessible to me on, I think, Spotify too. But, yeah, I don't even use it ever anymore. I'll look up songs on Apple, but I like Spotify because their playlists, I feel like they curate certain playlists and you end up hearing new artists that you've never heard of. That's why I'm so invested in the Spotify because I'm literally, I'll play a song and it'll just go into another artist you may like type cue. And, then, and I'll be de- developing a lot of songs. I was like, oh my God. Based then, on your recent searches. Yes. So if you like Megan Thee Stallion, you may like Flo Millie. Okay. Now I love Flo I Millie. I love her. I was like, oh my gosh, she got this uh, song called Roaring, Tw- Roaring Twenties. Oh, I haven't heard that. Oh, I- I'll play it for you, Lee. Okay. But, oh my goodness. I like, I don't know, I'm so invested into female rappers, because female rappers, they are really pushing the boundaries. Who's your favorite of all time? Oh, of all time? Mm-hmm. Missy Elliott. Okay, before that time. Right now. Oh, right now. Uh, Generationally. The past decade. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm not saying Nikki. Ah, oh, why? Nikki's good. It's just I love her so much. I, I like Nikki. I love her so much. I hear I, it's like I'm listening to Lil Wayne sometimes. It's the same. Okay, thing a okay, bit. I can get that. Um, I honestly don't know. Really? I don't have a favorite like in this current generation. Top three. Uh, <laughs> not to look at my playlist. <laughs> Who would be my top three? Um, Megan. Okay, of course, yes. Uh, I like Flo Millie. Mm-hmm. Flo Millie is really doing it for me. And I like, she's not my favorite. She's a, I'll put her as an honorable mention. Bia. Who's that? The one that says there's a whole lot of money in this movie. Uh, I like this. I like her, uh, her, uh, her style. Um, I only got two. She's got that Brooklyn style, doesn't she? She does. Mm-hmm. She does. Um, it would just be I'll put Nikki in the mix. Nikki, Megan, and Flo Millie. I can I can rock with them. But I'm like I love the newer newer artists. I feel like you also <clears throat> like because I know you said you like SZA, so that means mm-hmm. you like her. 
and Ari Lennox, mm-hmm. Janae Aiko. Mm-hmm. That's my bitch. I love Janae so much. It's crazy. I never liked SZA. <laughs> what? I saw an interview. She did an interview on The Breakfast Club. I stumbled upon it on YouTube. And I just listened to her talking about the songs and what they mean. I was like, let me listen to them. Supermodel was, oh my God, good. The Weeknd, I love. Go Gina, I love. Mm. Uh, good the, Days, come on. Good Everybody days. loves Good Days. I love Good Days. I need, who do I have to sleep with for her to release Shirt? Shirt? You know, on the Good Days music video at the end, she was doing a, uh, she was performing on the stripper pole yeah. at the gas station. That's her song. She always does a, a preview of what the next song is going to be. Uh. And when the Good Days come out Christmas, I need for mm-hmm. that song to cut. It is almost Labor it's Day. Time. Mm-hmm. I need SZA to come out with something. Well, it's almost says, Labor Day, which means she's probably about to go in labor and push that baby out. So that means uh, the song is coming. We'll hope, we'll hope so. Like, she is, and on top of that, she is so pretty. Mm-hmm. Like, very, very pretty. I, their voices are just everything. I didn't I didn't really like, I've always liked, and I hate saying the word sad, but I've always liked, s- not sad music, but like. She reminds me of, like, a black Amy Winehouse. It's very meaningful. Like right. just everything. It has a meaning yes, to it. Yes, everything is so meaningful. I used to, bitch, I used to work out to music like that. <laughs> I used, that's what used to get me going, was meaningful shit like that. But it wasn't until recently Mimi introduced me to Janae's like newer albums and they have um they have the frequencies and the sounds in them that are actually meditation sounds mm-hmm. that you don't realize are good for your mental and good for your brain and it, we would every day when we get ready for something or if we were just around the house there was always music playing mm-hmm. and I always liked the up stuff and like whatever and then I started getting into like SZA and her and things like that and now I'm just if I need to listen to it, I'll listen to it. If I want to cry, just for no good fucking reason, if I just want to cry, then I'll listen to, like, something of that nature. It just puts me... That and Ariana Grande. I love her so much. You have mixed emotions about her, don't you? Mm, what? I love her. Okay. I don't know. I love her. Oh, like that Grande. reaction. I have, I have her new album on a vinyl. Do you? P- the POV one? Mm-hmm. Ugh. I was listening to it. This when it first came out. It was like, what, Halloween the weekend? Mm-hmm. I was listening to it. I was like, this helper is hoochie. I love mm-hmm. it. She's always been that way. You just never know. I know. It's, it's like sneaking in like 34, 35. Really caught me by surprise. Her song, Dangerous Woman, a long time ago. No, I remember that song. But like, I was listening to 34, 35. I was and like, I like she, this. She says it sounds like a like... damn. It sounded like a damn Disney musical, to be honest. It does. Like with the violins. It sounds yeah. like a, it sounds like a Disney musical. When she said, "Put me to the daylight," and then thirty four, thirty five. What the fuck is thirty four, thirty five? And then I know at the end she was like, "It means I want a sixty nine with you." I'm like, "This bitch is." <laughs> I love it. <laughs> She's a hoochie mama. I saw then, her fucking. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was, and then the song nasty, like oh, like, like mm, this pussy design. Yeah. Boy, I was like, what? And positions. Oh yeah. Positions is another one. I was like, Ooh. I love her. I've always loved her voice and her music. Um. I saw her in concert in 2019, I think. Mm, the Sweetener Tour? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was the best thing ever. Me and Mimi got to see her in concert. I will say this. I am honestly, I was disappointed because she is not as much as a performer as she is a singer. That's what a lot of people like. I love Rihanna, but I cannot go see Rihanna in concert because I know she's not going to give me that level of energy. You know who's a really good? No. Post Malone wasn't a good performer. I saw him and Steven Tyler 
Um, Aerosmith was my favorite band when I was a child. Mm. I saw him and Steven Tyler uh, 2019 as well. Um, J. Cole's a really good performer. Jay-Z's a really good performer. I've seen a lot of male artists. I've seen a lot of rappers. Shout out to Chance the Rapper. I saw him when I was 16 when he first released Acid Rap. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with him. Um, You'd look at me and you'd probably think that I listen to a certain type of music and I listen to the exact opposite of what everyone thinks I listen to. I want to go to the weekend. Oh my gosh, please. (sighs) I Because I was supposed to go this last year, but Rona, Mm. bitch. Fuck that up. <laughs> All the con- I want to see. I've already seen Justin Bieber in concert when I was eighteen, but I want to see him again because I am a hardcore believer. Always have been. Always will be. I love him so I'm much. I'm so glad he cut that shit off. His That's what I know. <laughs> I, 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 it wasn't a whole cultural appropriation type. It just thing. didn't look good. It's just I, I. We we get it. You were mentored by Usher. You were surrounded by a lot of R and B. You're trying to take it serious on the R and B side. You don't got to put your head. You look like a, you look like these people around this corner at Crystal Valley. You look oh. like a damn crackhead. Mm. Take now, you know if the buzz cuts in, everybody doing the buzz cut thing. Ew. Which I mean, I'm bald, so I can't. But you know the whole buzz cut. That's yeah. what they're doing. Justin, I'm very happy that you bust that shit off because you was just looking like a damn ant eater. I was. I was not. I was not feeling it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> an ant eater. Was. Oh, boy. Well, Dion's Roundtable is available on IG. Be sure to follow us. We have merch. and Get the merch because the uh, hoodies are really comfortable, by the way. Oh. Oh, yes, you have one. I do. <laughs> well, it's actually the crew net sweatshirt. People will argue that it's not a hoodie because there's no hood on it. But, yes, it's... Oh, okay. This, oh, okay. I got, it actually okay. says, let me just say this on it. Hey. Yeah. And I we're also available on Stitcher. And... You can also follow my boo, Brittany, on IG at thebword.mua. Be sure to check her out at thebword.mua.info. That's her website. Make sure you book her because she will have your face looking beautiful. Mm-hmm. I like the way you put that BU in there. Mm-hmm. See? I know how to play. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I appreciate you coming Thank and you joining the round me. table. It was great. It's such a release. Really? Yes. I loved it. That's good. I hope you had a good time. Um, Boo, Brittany, you have any final words? I don't. Really? No. Nothing until it sound off? Not that I can think of. Well, I'll sign off by saying, be yourself. I was just going to say, be you. <laughs> <laughs> be you. Be you. Be yourself. And just focus on your well-being. You know, we still we still have a uh, Pandora Express going on as far as the pandemic. So make sure you're keeping your mental health intact. If you have to seek therapy, seek it. Um... Yeah, just keep doing, just keep doing you. Don't be too concerned about other people. Just do you. If you have a leap of faith, like Brittany said, take it. Take the opportunity. Yeah. Because you don't want to go, you don't want to look and look at your life five years later saying, I wish I would have did that. Yep. So, we'll leave it at that. Bye, y'all. All right, we'll see y'all later.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.